Amen. Thank you, ladies. We're going to have uh, kids dismissed downstairs with the house. Amen. It's good to hear uh, Brother Ted and his wife Bethany on Amen on the instruments. We'll fill up. And, um, amen. As the church grows and talents, we, you know, we all have gifts to give to the Lord, a gift uh, that God enables us all to use for his honor and glory. And a lot of times, uh, sometimes we give up too soon, amen, before, uh, right at the threshold, we give up. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not, amen, in due season. So there's a season of the reaping, uh, just as a farmer, he tills and he gets all the rocks out of the field, and then throughout the whole time, he's pulling the weeds out, making sure all the plants are watered. And imagine if he said, he said, you know what? These things aren't growing any fruit. I give up. Wow, the next day, he was going to see these little sprouts, right? And the devil would have us all to give up right before we see that fruit. Why? Because when we do see the fruit, it's going home from there. Amen. You get to relax and enjoy all the fruits of your labor at that point. You say, I can't keep up. I can't keep doing this the rest of my life. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Keep going. Because when that fruit comes, you don't, you're not pulling out any weeds. All you're doing is plucking that fruit and enjoying. And then all of a sudden, all the, everybody else, hey, I didn't know you had that fruit. Let me get some of that, you know. And you say, God says, don't, don't turn them away. God's going to give you more fruit so you can give to others and help out others. And now you have a ministry. Now you have a life uh, where you're giving and receiving through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's his purpose, to use all of us in a mighty way. But the devil, he hates us and he hates God. And I want to preach on that uh, tonight or this morning, I'm sorry. Uh, the devil, amen, how he goes against us and how he tempts us and how he allures us away uh, from the truths of God's word. Uh, he hates mankind. The Bible says that man was made a little lower than the angels. Uh, and we uh, are hated by the devil in a severe way. And if you don't believe in the devil, he's alive and he's out there. Uh, and the Bible says there are many demons as well. And they're very territorial, and they'll, they'll afflict you, and they'll torment you, and they'll tempt you, and they'll try to lure you away, and they'll deceive you. Uh, and there's many different spirits out there as well. I'm not trying to scare you. But the reality is this, is that uh, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And we are all uh, food for the devil. We're all prey for the devil. And thank God we have the victory to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're saved today, he can't get your soul, amen? But he can sure destroy your body. He can sure take your life. He can uh, surely destroy your fruit. Uh, why? Because he knows that a praying Christian uh, is the greatest attack against hell. Uh, he knows that a praying mother is a great attack uh, against um, uh, the, the world trying to take her kids away from, from her and from the husband. He knows that a, a praying father and a reading father uh, is a strong man and that uh, he, he cannot bind him, amen, through the Lord Jesus Christ because there's power in the name of Jesus. Uh, and he knows that uh, if he can get you to stop coming to church, that uh, you're not going to get refreshed and rejuvenated. He knows that. Uh, and the devil wants to take you down today. But, friend, don't give up. Don't give in. Uh, you keep on going for the Lord. And sometimes you may have to crawl into church. 
Uh, sometimes you might come in with a hurting heart. Uh, sometimes you might come in broken. But the Spirit of God, He mends the broken. Uh, he heals the wounds of the, of the wounded. Amen? That's what Jesus does. That's why He's in the business. It's like a spiritual hospital. And you've come to the right place. And you don't have to come in perfect. You come in in any way. And you'll be healed and you'll leave refreshed and, re and made new. We're just people here. We're all sinners. But thank God we have a great Savior. And, we, and our lives need to represent how good our Savior is. Amen. If I one time I split my arm, I sliced my arm uh, from almost wrist to elbow with a through a window. A window fell on me and it, it sliced me all the way down. Amen. And I went right to the hospital. I didn't go uh, to Burger King and say, hey, "Can you help me?" Amen. I didn't, I didn't go to McDonald's and say, "Can you can you help me out with this?" I went to the hospital. I said, "Please, I'll do anything if you sew me up." I saw my veins, my tendons, and everything just hanging out and dangling. It was split open almost two inches wide and from wrist to elbow. And I said, "Listen." I'll pay you anything. I'll do anything. Just fix me. Sew me up. And you know what? I was there for hours with two doctors, and I left, and I was still the same. No. They sewed me up, and they fixed me, and they put the stitches, and they put a lot of stitches, too. Amen? And they helped me. Amen? And, and some people have the idea that we, we can come to Christ, and that when you leave, uh, you're going to be the same. No. Anyone who meets the Lord Jesus Christ leaves clean, uh, leaves free, leaves helped, amen, and leaves saved by the grace of God. And it's not us. It's the doctor. It's the great physician. That, and, but you need to know where you're coming today. You've come to the right place, amen. You are in the right place. You are before the throne of grace. You are before Jesus. And that's not me. I'm just a sinner. But the word of God and the power of God and the spirit of God that moves amongst us, amen, and moves on the face of the waters when God was creating the heavens and the earth. And all that we see as good was created by God. And God took Adam and from the dust to the ground, and he breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life. Amen. And man became a living soul. And thank God we are living souls today. And that soul is precious in the sight of God. One day the Bible says, thou, thou, uh, thy soul shall be required of thee. Amen. One day your soul will leave its body. Uh, there is no such thing as soul sleep or anything like that. To be uh, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, hopefully you are saved today by the grace of God through the blood of the Lamb. Um, born again by the Spirit of God. The Bible says you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that uh, there was a rich man who died and he went right to hell. Uh, the moment he died, he woke up uh, while his body was still warm and beating on earth. That soul left his body and went right to hell. And the Bible says he woke up with his eyes, lifted up his eyes, being in torments. He that died without the sun shall burn forever and ever in a lake of fire. And this is no uh, a fable. This is the truth of the scriptures. And you feel it deep down in your soul because God is calling all men to repent everywhere. If you have not the sun, you have not life. But he that hath the sun hath life. Amen. And we're freed from the wrath of God. You don't have to worry about anything. But friend, the devil is after every Christian uh, to take away your fruit, to take away your life, to take away your breath from singing praises to the Lord, to take away your testimony testimony, to take away your years, to take away your days. The God says, I want to give you an expected life. I want to give you expected end. I want to give you good fullness of days. Uh, even if you come in, uh, you say, I'm not a lion anymore. The Bible says, better is a living dog than a dead lion. Amen. God will take the scraps of your life and still use it for his honor and glory. In fact, he likes taking the scraps. He likes showing the world, you know, I'll take them scraps and I'll show you how much of a masterpiece I'll make of it. Amen. God will take the broken and show the world what he can do with such a little bit and make such a great masterpiece. Amen. If you're with me today, stand as we read Matthew chapter 4. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 
The Bible says in Matthew 4, verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit of God, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The purpose of the Lord being going into the wilderness uh, was not to get away from everybody. Amen. It was to be tempted of the devil. That's what the Bible says. If you read that there, to be tempted. That's why the purpose was him going to the wilderness was to be tempted of the devil. Now, he didn't have to go through this for any reason. Amen. He went through it for us that we could uh, have a uh, closer walk with him, that he may be able to better understand us. That way, when you go to God, you say, God, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. Amen. God, you don't know how I'm feeling. Yes, he does. He was tempted in all points, yet without sin. And when you go to God, no matter what you've been through, no matter how you're feeling today, he knows what you're going through. And he went the extra mile to be that friend that sticketh closer than a brother just for you. He said, I've not called you servants. I've called you friends. And he wants to be your friend today. He wants to show you how good of a friend he is and, and, and how much he loves you. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he didn't need to do that either. Amen. But he did it for us. Amen. Uh, the Bible says he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, he didn't have to prove to the devil anything. And he didn't. But what he did do in verse four, he answered and said, it is written. This is found in Deuteronomy chapter eight. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen. Notice it didn't say some words. Uh, that's why we say on the King James Bible. Amen. We like to say every word. You could have another version today. You might have a tenth of a Bible. Amen. But we know the King James Bible has preserved every single word, never uh, altered or changed word for word, translated. Praise God. As God said, I will preserve every word. Not one word will ever pass away. Not one letter will ever pass away. Not even a dot of the eye will ever pass away to all be fulfilled. That's called the preservation of God's word. If you're holding up a King James Bible today, you can say, I have the word of God and it is not altered or affected by man. Amen. This is given directly by God and we can believe every single word of it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city. Notice the devil stopped right there and he tried something else. Verse six, if thou be the son of God, Cast thyself down. This is found in Psalm 91. Jesus said, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. God used the word of God. Again, I'm skipping some words here. Verse 7, Jesus said unto him, it is written, again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's Deuteronomy 6. Verse 8, again, Listen, devil stopped right there. Again, the devil take them up into an exceeding high mountain and show them all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, all these things will I, this is the devil speaking now, all these things will I give thee, will I give thee, if that will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus saith unto him, get thee hence Satan. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him. Father in heaven, bless this message. Thank you for the power of your word and the power of the name of Jesus. Thank you for all you've done for us. Help us, Lord, give us strength and grace to flourish in these last days as Christians, great men and women of God through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Notice the, the, what the devil does, and he's never changed his tactics. Amen. This was the temptation of, of what we call the temptation of the Lord, where the Lord was tempted of the devil, and he purposely went into the wilderness to be tempted of him. Notice his preparation. He fasted 40 days uh, before the devil came. Amen. We got to be prepared uh, for the devil's attacks. Listen, if you stop reading your Bible, you, you are already a casualty. If you stop coming to church, you're already a casualty. If you stop praying, you are already a casualty. And the devil will have you stop doing those things. Why? Because he knows how powerful they are. Uh, we don't know the power of prayer fully as God's people. We don't know the power of God's word fully. But if you're here today and you're saved, let me say this. It, it took prayer. It took God's word. It took the spirit of God uh, and, a, and a holy God. It took the blood of God, the actual blood of God, to erase all of our sins so you know it's powerful. Amen? And God's things are powerful. And we need to get those things in our lives. We need to surround uh, those things in our lives to be able to warn off the devil or the devils that are going after us personally, after our faith, after our spouse, after our children, in our home, at our workplace. Uh, the devil is real and he's going to be after you. Notice here, the Bible says he had fasted 40 days. He was a hunger. Verse three, when the tempter came, when the tempter came, there will be a time where God gives you a time of grace, a time of growth. That will be those 40 days. Amen. And what you do in those 40 days, uh, if, whether you spend it uh, watching TV, whether you spend it on your phone, whether you spend it just going leisurely. Listen, the temptations are going to come where your faith is going to be tried and the devil's going to be knocking on your door and God willing, you're ready to go for the Lord. If you have some time, listen, in your life, you better use it to read your Bible. If you have some time in your life, you better be building yourself up in the faith because the tempter is on his way. Verse 3, the tempter did come. That there is not one Christian that the devil does not come to. You think you've gone through some things. Your greatest attacks may be ahead of you. And the devil is very crafty because not only do we have the devil, but the devil uses our own flesh, which lines itself up with the devil. Our flesh is so wicked. Some people think they're, they're naturally born holy. There is no such person. Only the Lord Jesus Christ. My flesh lines up with Satan himself. This man up here, proudful, uh, wicked, sinful. I have all the attributes of the devil himself. But thank God that the Lord came and took me. Amen. And he saved me. And I no longer have the spirit of the world in me. I have the spirit of Christ that is in me. And he's changing me and he's sanctifying me and he set me apart for his honor and glory. The devil will come and he'll tempt you. We might think of the temptations as just Hey, would you like a cigarette? And he's waving it in front of you. Uh, hey, would you like a drink of alcohol? And he's, and he's, and he's throwing it in front of you. But friend, your, your faith is on the line. Uh, and your, the way of, of, of uh, your fruitfulness is on the line. Uh, your whole life is on the line. If the devil can put little stone, tripping things in front of you or get you veered off a little bit, he not only can get you, but he can also get all the people he knows you're going to reach and influencing. We don't see the spiritual world. It took Elisha to say, God, open the eyes of Gehazi that he may see 
And the Bible says his eyes were open and he saw chariots of fire surrounded them, protecting those two men from the enemies. The Bible says Job prayed fervently for his, ch- his children, lived and partied all their lives in the houses and uh, from house to house. They just partied and drank themselves away. But it took the prayers of a faithful father, a praying father, to put a hedge of safety even over their sin and hedge of protection until God allowed that hedge to be broken and the devil went in and took them kids immediately and killed them all. Why? Because they had no hedge for themselves. But it was the prayer of the father that kept them all those years. Listen, praying mothers, praying fathers, don't stop praying. Uh, Don't stop reading your Bibles. Don't stop coming to church. You keep on going. One day you'll see the fruits of what uh, God was doing in all that time. But the devil sees that now. And we may not see it, but the devil does. He's going to want you to quit before that time of fruit comes. The Bible says that in verse 5, the devil taketh them up into this holy city and setteth them on a pinnacle of the temple. And he tells Jesus, Jesus, just throw yourself down and I'll, I'll catch you. Because the Bible says, now the devil is using, he's crafty, he's using the Bible against them. He's causing doubt. And he's causing confusion because the devil is the author of confusion. But Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 9 saith unto him, all these things will I give thee. That's the devil. Listen, the devil has the world to give. If you will worship him, he'll give you everything. Or so you think. We have nothing we can have in this world. We're only managers of God's things. And the devil has this world. He controls the the, uh, uh, fashion of this world. He controls the music of this world. He controls the allures of this world. All of that does not lead to the Lord Jesus Christ. It leads to destruction. And the devil has it to give you at any time. And if you will fall down and worship him, you say, I will never fall down and worship him. If you, by default, if you're not worshiping the Lord, if your life is not going after the Lord, you're going after someone else. You're going after some spirit, and some spirit is leading you. You say, no, I'm my own person. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. That is not true. Uh, we do not belong to ourselves. Amen? We were born in this world and will die. If you belong to yourself, then say to yourself, I shall never die. I shall never die. No, death comes, and it's going to come a knock in one day. And the Bible says that your soul will be required of you and you will stand before God and give an account at one day when your soul is called up into glory and before the throne, God says, what have you done? What have you done? If you're not saved, the Bible says you're destined to hell and then one day you'll be called out before the white throne of judgment where you'll be cast in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever. I don't play with salvation. If you're not here today, I challenge everybody. Some people come in and say, well, I'm saved. Well, how'd you get saved? Because I know how deceitful the devil is. I know how deceitful he is. If you are not sure today, if you're 100% sure that you'd die right now, that you'd go to heaven, why don't you just take care of that? You say, well, I'm 99. That's not enough for me. That's not enough for me. That's not enough for me. We would rather, we would rather, listen, we are more faithful and concerned about a dollar and where our money goes, 
Oh, they ripped me off $10. Verizon or AT&T, they ripped me off. Where did this $10 come from that they charged me on my cell phone bill? <laughs> but our soul will say, oh, I'm good. What are you talking about? You would give up your soul. You would give up your soul. You would give up your soul. For what? For some man. For some church. God had given us his word. If you are not sure right now that if you died, you'd go to heaven, friend, be sure. Get sure. Get saved. You say, how can I know? He that hath the Son hath life. The Bible says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto salvation. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. You just call from the heart with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. It's as simple as that. It can't be as simple. Yes, it is. Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left the crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. We have a Savior today. He went through this temptation to show us how the devil uh, will attack us and how he allures us and how he causes confusion even with the word of God. How he uh, will use the world and the allures of this world and the, the finances and everything against you to take you away from God. Listen, don't be deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. When you sow to your flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. But when you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap fruits everlasting. Amen? You can see what you're reaping today. I want to take you to uh, Genesis chapter 3. Women, I know you go through a lot. And I pray for you. I pray for my wife. I know the devil attacks her. Why? Because I see it in the scriptures. The devil never attacked Adam. The devil went to Eve. Why? Because he's a coward. He's a tempter and he's the coward. And he attacks our children. And he attacks our women. Men, if you're married in here today, man, if you see a man messing with your wife, I know you would go after him. But I fear we are blinded to when the devil is messing with her. And we confuse it as if she's uh, out of term or having a bad day. The devil's attacking her, and we don't even see it. Man, if you're strong and you defend your family, defend her against the main enemy, which is the devil. You pray for her, you comfort her, you guard her, you love her, and you get the devil away from your home and help her to do that. I've failed many times, but Lord will, I'm learning from my mistakes. Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says, the devil, he came to Eve, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. You don't know which way a, a snake is going to go. You don't know. It would be on a rock. You, it can go any 360-degree radial from that rock, and it's quick. It moves through the grass, slithering along, and you don't even see it. You might get a glimpse of the middle. You might get a glimpse of the tail, and before you know it, it's gone. That's how snakes are, and that's the devil. He gets in and he gets out. 
He attacks and he's gone. He bites and he leaves. He's a coward. He's a tempter. The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit. Notice the devil. He, the first thing he did, he used God's word against Eve, causing confusion. Women, stand strong on God's word. Don't let the devil creep in and take you away from God's word with a good saying. Oh, you don't, you don't need God's word. You, there's, there's good sayings out there. Stand on God's word. How does it happen? How do we fall away from God? One step at a time. One step at a time. But stand on God's word. Stand for the Lord. Yea, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Eve knew God's word, and she was obeying it. Eve was not in a wrong place. Eve was, Eve was doing nothing wrong. Eve was not in sin. Eve was not uh, running around and, and was, was somewhere where she wasn't supposed to be. She was exactly where God had put her. She was obeying God's word. She was doing what she was supposed to do. She was doing everything right. And the devil came. But you know what? One of the greatest defenses we have against the devil is God's word. Keep it simple. Keep it God's word. If God's word says it, just believe it. If God's word says it's going to happen, you just keep on going. If God says he's going to come through, you just trust in him that he will come through. There's times I doubt and the devil comes and he starts whispering in my ears. And I, I just want to just uh, walk, walk into the ocean. Just see what will happen. Just go away. Go away from the world. Get away from the world. You know what it is? That's the devil. The devil's trying to make me give up before the time has come. The fruit is here. Right around the corner. Just give up. Give in. The serpent said unto the woman, you should not surely die. God doth know. What he's saying is God's trying to keep you away from some things. What the preacher's saying, how you're living, being in church, how he wants you to walk, how he wants you to act, how he wants you to dress, how he wants you to live. He's, take, he's keeping you from a good life. He's keeping you from things that he knows he can enjoy, he can have, but you can't. Devil said, you shall be as gods. And when the woman saw, she never saw the trees in the garden like she did at this time. Before, it was protected by a hedge of God's word. She saw the trees before and said, God says no. Now she's looking at it as, I want that. This is what I want now. Why? The devil had put it in her ear and it had entered into her heart and now she had a desire to go after him. Did she still have to go from that point? No. But she did and we know what happened. Let's go to another one in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Here we have another a lady here with the truth. And we will confuse it. We will confuse this person with being in the spirit of God. 
But she was far from it. You say, why are you, why are you, why are you preaching on the women today? Let me say this, women, most of the work done in this church is by the women of this church. I hold your women very high. I respect every woman in here. And I know that the devil's after you. But men, preaching to you too. And I'm preaching against the devil today. Acts 16, verse 15, the Bible says, Verse 16, I'm sorry. Acts 16, verse 16. It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Notice when they went to prayer, amen? They were ready. They, uh, Paul knew he was ready in the spirit of God. A certain damsel, I mean, a young girl, she was possessed with a spirit of divination. It's like a psychic. Uh, the Bible says, which brought her masters much gain by saying She was subject to the world through a, a devil, amen, talking about not being free. You think the world's going to, you're going to have freedom in this world. There is no freedom in this world. The only freedom is in Christ. Verse 17, the same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are the, ser notice what she's saying here. These men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. The girl's message was right. She was in truth. She spoke right. But she was devil-possessed. Notice how crafty the devil is. She wasn't cursing and going after them and, and resisting them. She was as if going before them. Uh, let me tell everybody uh, what you guys are all about and what you're doing. But the spirit within her was not of the Holy Spirit of God. This girl was devil-possessed, proclaiming, These be... These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. You notice that the devil is never going to say the name of Jesus. He's not going to say, these people are preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the devils hate the name of Jesus. They do. They hate the name of Jesus. And they'll talk about God. They'll talk about the name of God. They'll, they'll say God, but they cannot say Jesus. They can't say it unless it's a curse. Even still, they, they shake and quiver. I've met and spoke to devil-possessed people, and they are subject to the name of Jesus. Uh, they'll talk about God. And one day I was witnessing, and I was speaking to a man, and I said, Sir, can I talk to you about uh, how you can know for sure that when you die, you're going to heaven? He said, Sure, I would like to know. I said, sir, first of all, you, uh, you need to know that you're a sinner. Do you believe in a sinner? Yes. And I was speaking to him, and I'm cutting out some words here. I said, sir, do you believe if you died today, you'd go uh, to hell? He said, yes, I would. I said, sir, do you want to go to heaven? And I gave him verses and such, and he said, yes, I would love to go to heaven. I said, sir, all you got to do is ask, ask the Lord to save you. And I, he said, I would love to ask the Lord to save me. And I said, sir, do you believe who Jesus is? And immediately... This is not exaggerating. Uh, the man started cursing uh, nonstop and, 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 and foaming and scribbling with his mouth and, and so forth. And I, I said, sir, uh, what, um, who is in you? What you? And the, the man said, um, when I fell from heaven, uh, they gave me a name. And, and the, the devil was speaking through this man and cursing and swearing. And then he just ran off. 
cutting out some things there because there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of other words, amen? But this guy just took off. But what I want to say is that as soon as I mentioned, and I have many other stories like this, as soon as I mentioned the name of Jesus, he was fine and happy before that. He said, sure, I would like to pray. I would like to know who God is. I would like to, I would like to, I would like to. And this girl, these men show us the way of salvation. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. That is the name of Jesus. If you, if you can't mention the name of Jesus this morning, let me say that you are not of God. Because the Holy Spirit of God in you, when Jesus is mentioned, rises up and rejoices. Amen? You cannot be saved unless by the name of Jesus. Jesus said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Name of Jesus. You can mention God. The devils don't mind God. The Bible says the devils believe in God and they tremble. You can mention the word Lord. You can mention all those names, but there's only one name. It's powerful. You know, by word, but also by life, we need to mention the name of Christ. The Bible says, let him that nameth the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. You can name him with your mouth, but in spirit, do you name him? In heart, do you name him? In lifestyle, do you name him? The way we act, the way we are. The Bible says in, in Acts chapter 16 here, uh, 17, the same follow Paul. These men are the servants of the Most High God. Verse 18, and this she did many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. There's a difference in the name of Jesus. This girl was freed from bondage. The world got mad. They lost another one. The devil got mad. He lost another one that he was taken to hell. Who delivered this girl? The Lord Jesus Christ in his name delivered her. Listen, there's power in the name of Jesus. This girl had not the spirit of God. She had a spirit, a devil. Friend, let me say this. We need to be careful. The Bible says when David, after he committed adultery with Bathsheba, and he killed Uriah, her husband. And he was always named as Bathsheba's husband. And David took her for his own wife. Nathan the prophet came and gave him that uh, story of the little ewe lamb. And he cursed David and said, God hath said, the sword shall not depart from thy house. You see, God did forgive David and David repented. But the sin that David allowed in his life entered into his bloodline and his family and cursed his family and said, the sword shall not depart from his house. God forgave David. David repented and God forgave him. That's how we get Psalm 51. Thank God for that Psalm. Amen. It helps me. Thank God for men like David, who was a man after God's heart. But because of David's sin, David broke a hedge and allowed a spirit to enter into his life. It's called the spirit of adultery. And it passed on immediately after you find a Hamnon with that, uh, I don't even like reading it or mentioning it in the word of God, but it's there. What he did with his sister, Tamar. And then with Absalom, killing his brother, and then having to get killed himself 
going after father. Look, the whole family was destroyed. Why? Because David allowed a spirit to enter in. A spirit was tempting David called the spirit of adultery. And David allowed it into his home, breaking down a hedge. Men, be careful what you allow in your home. Be careful what you allow in your eyes. Be careful what you allow in your life. Why? Because it's not only going to affect you, it's going to affect your children, it's going to affect your wife, it's going to affect your bloodline. But let me say this. With blessings of God, God can re-bless. Amen? God can uh, uh, get the scraps after, listen, you let a tornado into your home, it's going to re- it's going to damage. Who knows the destruction? And if, if I let it in my house, I don't know what it's going to do to my wife, my kids. But if I let it in, I let it in. Listen, keep it out. Keep the sin out. Keep the things out and guard your home. Don't allow those spirits. He said, the sword shall not depart. And it didn't. It reaped havoc in David's family. And we can read many stories of what a spirit that enters in can cause the destruction that it causes, the temptations that uh, will be driven to the rest of your family. Job's prayer even protected his own children against the devil. If Job, Job gave in, that hedge would be gone in a second. If Job gave up his walk with the Lord, he would have saw all of his family gone. Just like that. You said, well, God, look what happened anyway. God still allowed it to be taken. God's ways are right. And God's ways, in the end, everyone will say, God, you are just, you are holy, and you are right even in your judgments. Blessed be your name. Those who do not give in to the Lord, in the end, you will still say, God, I should have listened because you are right, because you are holy, and blessed be your name, have mercy on me. God is good. The Bible says in Revelation 1.10 that John was in the spirit in the Lord's day. Amen, that's today, Sunday. He was in the Holy Spirit of God. And the Bible says because of that, the Lord took him up into heaven and showed him the end times. Amen. Listen, you want to walk in the spirit of God. So God can show you uh, the things that are to come to pass. Amen. God's going to show you some things in the word of God and, and enlighten your way. And the Holy Spirit of God will be with you. The Bible says in uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, I'll give you some quick references here, then we'll close. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. God has given us the Holy Spirit of God. If you are saved today, you have all of the Spirit of God. But the question is, does he have all of you? Being filled with the Spirit of God is making sure he has all of you. Listen, you cannot, whatever you cannot do, the Bible says God has given us a spirit to bear witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is not to fall on the floor and shake. It is not to uh, go around uh, screaming. It is to testify that Jesus has risen and that Jesus can save. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God. If you think you are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, count how many souls you're going to witness to today because the Bible says after this you shall receive power and the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. The purpose of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is that the believer will sing, will praise the name of Jesus Christ and testify to the world that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit of God and get out there, friend, and preach the gospel to every creature. 
Bible says, be not drunk of wine, wearing his excess, but be filled with the spirit of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You want to feel power. You want to feel love. You want to have a sound mind. Get in the spirit of God. Holy Spirit is God's going to drive you into the word of God. That's how he speaks to us. The word of God is so powerful. If you're not in your Bible, you don't have the spirit of God. You're not filled with the spirit of God. You might have, you have if you're saved, you have them. But you're not going to be filled with them. You got to be in your Bible. Be filled with the spirit of God. If you're filled with the spirit of God, you're going to keep his commandments, the Bible says. They that walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of their flesh, the Bible says. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Friends, when you are walking in the spirit of God, when he has all of you. Listen, you can't, you can't take a drink of alcohol in the name of Jesus. You can't watch uh, the filthy things in the name of Jesus. If Jesus himself came to your house, hopefully he's in there. Will you have to put away some things? Will you have to shut some things off? Will you have to hide some things? Will you have to turn some things down? Whatever it is, those things got to go. Because they're keeping the Lord out. All of us have work to do. But that's done to the Lord Jesus Christ. The sanctifier. He sets us apart. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, I'll read it for you real quick. First Peter chapter one, the Bible says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the father through sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God is going to set you apart for the Lord Jesus Christ and multiply grace and multiply peace in your life. The Bible says in verse 22, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Where does all this hatred come from? It comes from us walking not in the Spirit. Listen, we walk in the Spirit of God, it's just going to be love. Even when we have to rebuke somebody, it's going to be in the right love. You see, like that girl that was possessed, she spoke the truth, but she had the wrong spirit. And friend, you could be right, you could be speaking truth, but with the wrong spirit, it'll destroy people. But anyone who has the spirit of Christ, it'll bear the peaceable fruits as we see in James. The wisdom that descendeth from above is first pure and peaceable, full of good fruits, easily being treated. The wisdom that is of this earth is earthly, sensual, and devilish. It hath not the spirit of God. And we need the spirit of God to help us each day of each and every day of our lives. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus got up in the temple and started reading the scriptures. He read in Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him and hath anointed him. It's full of the Holy Ghost. Jude one nineteen. Read a couple more and we'll close. Jude 1, 19, the Bible says, These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. You can ask yourself today, what you're going after, is it for Christ or is it for your flesh? 
the Holy Spirit of God will drive you to go after the Lord in all that you do. Your work, even your vacations. The Bible says, in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. God will guide every step you take so that you are safe, so that you are blessed, so that you're full of peace and love and all the good fruits of the Spirit of God. But the devil's after you. Friend, remember, the devil is after you. He wants to take you out. But the Lord has set us a hedge about you to protect you within his word and by the Holy Spirit of God to light your way. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, when an unclean spirit goeth out of a man, In verse 43, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house. That's talking about the man who he came out of. From whence I came out, and when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Notice that. When that devil has left that person, he comes back and he says, this person that I left has done nothing with themselves. Let me go get all my other devil friends. And the Bible says he got ones more wicked than himself and entered into this person, afflicting them, tormenting them, tempting him, driving him further into degradation so that the end is worse than the beginning. You say, this, is, this can't be true. This is not reality, friend. You, you don't have to go far. We live in a city. You don't have to go far to see. You say, oh, well, that's, that's because they're born with this. And that's... Open your eyes. Lord, open Gehazi's eyes that, they, that he may see the spiritual battle around us. Open my eyes to the truth. Open my eyes that I may see the devil's attacks and how he's after us and how he's tempting us and how he's trying to get us away from you. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may see. And Jesus said, blessed are the eyes that do see. Blessed are your eyes. If you see, if you get into his word, the Lord told Peter, Peter, you know not what spirit, you know not what manner of spirit you're of. For the Son of Man has come to save, to seek and to save. Peter wanted to go after him after the, the people that were going against the Lord. He said, shall we call fire down from heaven? Jesus said, no, Peter, you don't know what spirit you have. Why? Because the spirit within him at that time was not testifying to the work of God. Friend, all the work of Christ in our lives is for our own good and for his own glory. Let him work. The devil will be after you tooth and nail every step of the way. But when you keep on and you allow the Lord to work, and you keep on going for Christ, and you strive, and God keeps setting you apart, and it opens your eyes to the truths around you, 
and you start seeing the fruits in your life blooming, then there's that rest about you now. And you can enjoy and say, Lord, you've been good to me, too good to me. Now I just want to give back to you. And then you can get up, as he told Peter, Peter, the devil had desired you. He had the desire to sift you like wheat, to destroy you, to hurt you, to take away your life. But Jesus said, Peter, I'm praying for you. And he said, when you're converted, that means when you, when you go through all that, when you get through all that, when you bear that temptation and you can stand still for the Lord, you say, I'm here. I'm beat up, but I'm here. When you go through it, moms, dads, husbands, wives, man, woman, listen, when you go through it for the Lord, it's not easy. Jesus said, when you're converted, then you're going to strengthen your brother. Say, I got a whole life for you. I'm going to use you greatly. People use that excuse that Peter, well, Peter cursed. You know when Peter was cursing? He was cursing to deny the name of Jesus. You see, we cannot serve two masters. If you have the Spirit of God in you today, that Holy Spirit of God is going to drive you to get closer to Christ. You say, how am I even here? What am I even doing with my life? Let the Holy Spirit of God guide you. He's your comforter. He's your counselor in the scriptures. And he's always going to point you back to Christ. Always. He's going to bear witness of the sufferings of Christ in your life. He's going to say, you're going through this because Jesus went through that. He just wants to get closer to you. The Holy Spirit of God is a presence of Jesus in our life. And you say, well, if, if Jesus was here right now, I would walk with him, I would stay with him, I, I, I would give my life for him. But if you're saved, he's in you. And are you walking with him? And are you giving your life for him? And are you, give, are you giving all you have for him? We have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Christian friend, don't give up. The spirit that is in this world is antichrist, and it is here amongst us. And I believe the Antichrist is here today, and he's alive. And we are in the last days. And he's going to pull away everyone possible away from the Lord, possible away from hearing salvation. And if he shuts our mouths up right now, how will the world hear of Jesus? If he stops you from praying, Christian, how will the hedge be kept up? You say that's their own problem. And it will be their problem when they're burning in hell. But if you're saved today, friend, we have the truth. And despite of who we are, we have someone great inside of us. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke with all longsuffering and doctrine. Give the, your voice like a trumpet. Give it to the world and lift up your voice for the Lord draweth nigh. Live for Christ. Live for Jesus. Turn from your sin. Get the grace you need right now. You say, I, I, can't, I can't overcome the sin in my life. God's grace is sufficient for thee. For when you are weak, he is strong. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is the common man. But God is faithful. We have a faithful God who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You might have tried programs. You might have tried medicines. Why don't you try Christ this time? 
try the grace of God. He's amazing grace, how sweet the sound, to save the wretch like me. If God's grace and God's blood can wash away sins and give me eternal life, he can certainly take away some sin out of my life. Amen? He can certainly help me in every trial and every temptation. That's how good our God is. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, today, if anyone here has not the Spirit of God, they are none of His. Lord, I pray that if there's someone in this room that is not born again, I pray that right now, Lord, you would impress on their hearts, show them their need of salvation. If you are here, every head bowed, every eye closed, and you are not sure that if you died right now, you'd go to heaven, and the Lord spoke to your heart, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands. What I'm going to ask is that you get saved. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. There's no prayer that can save you, but it's by the Spirit of God, by the blood of God, by the Lamb of God. He saves. And if you call on Him and you believe who He is from your heart, and you know you need a Savior, you are a sinner, and the Bible says you are destined to hell without Him. But He came to seek and save that which were lost. And if that's you today, he says, just call unto me. Come unto me, and I'll call unto me, and I will answer thee. For whosoever shall call shall be saved. I want you to pray. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sin. Make me your child. I believe that you are God. You, grew. you came to earth, were born. And you died on that cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose again the third day, proving you are God, proving you have life to give to all who believe. Lord, save me. Make me your child. Forgive me for all my sin. Take me to heaven when I die. In Jesus' name. For the rest, listen, if you prayed that prayer, you please tell me. But for the rest, let's all stand. And come down. Listen, we need to pray. We need to get back to old-fashioned prayer. We need to get back to old-fashioned Bible reading. We need to get back to old-fashioned preaching the gospel. Old-fashioned repentance, turning away from our sin. The devil is alive. He's real. And he wants to stop you at all costs. Christian, you think your prayers don't go far. They go into the ears of Almighty God. And when you have him working on your behalf, get a hold of God. Let God's word get a hold of you. You don't know how important you are today. You are created in his image, not the devil's. You are created in God's image. And he loves you and he wants you. He wants to be with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to use you. got saved today, would you come down and tell me? 
Pastor, I got saved. I thought I was saved before, but God showed me I wasn't. Praise God. Maybe God's calling someone in here to ministry, to be a pastor, to be a missionary, to be an evangelist. But God hath called all of us to preach the gospel. Say, Pastor, God has worked on me. I need to share the gospel with other people. People still praying. to Jesus. He will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to save you. He will carry you through. Father in heaven, Lord, uh, we know we have an adversary, the devil. We know that the devil, he's not going to stop. He doesn't sleep. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a hater. He's a murderer. He's a tempter. And Lord, we know that he has gotten us many times in all of his traps and allures. But Lord, you got us once and for all in your hands. And no man shall be able to pluck you out of your hands. Father, I pray that you would help us, keep us in your will, keep us in your love, keep us in your mercy. Give us grace, Lord, as sin abounds. May your grace abound greater. I pray you keep us in, Lord, wrap your love around us. And Lord, may we be lights in this world as we leave these doors. Help us, Lord, to show the love of Christ, which constraineth us. Pray you bless us. Lord, give us grace to read your word. Thank you for giving us grace to be here today. Give us grace to pray. Lord, give us a desire for the things of God. Help us to savor the things that be of God, Lord, and not of man. I pray, Lord, you'll take our eyes off the world and the things of it and put our eyes on Christ. We love you and we thank you for all the good things you've done for us. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Bless your week.